You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Who are some of the biggest sleepers in this year's draft class? Stay tuned. Sam and I are going to have a little draft ourselves where we pick our favorite sleepers and try and form a five-man roster. You are locked on the NBA draft. My name is Sam Ferris. I am one of your co-hosts. As always, I am joined by the superb Cody Wright, my co-host. Cody, how's it going for you this afternoon? It's going well. Always excited to talk hoops. We did this exercise last year, and uh, we really enjoyed it, got some good feedback, and I'm excited to talk about sleepers once again. Yeah, we, we've been talking a lot about the guys at the top of the class and in the first round, but I think almost more than anything, Cody and I kind of enjoy looking for some of the diamonds in the rough. And so what we're going to do here, like Cody said, this has kind of become an annual fun exercise for us. What we're doing is we're picking from a pool of any prospect that is ranked outside of ESPN's top 30. So I've got that list pulled up. I'll just read the last five names. So the guys, they have 26 through 30 are Cam Thomas, Jaden Springer, JT Thor, Quentin Grimes, and Bones Highland. Uh, so that, that gives you kind of an idea. Anybody after that range of guys is who we're going to pick from today. Yeah, I'm really bummed that Quentin Grimes didn't make the cut. Uh, before his kind of rise as of late, he was outside of the top 30 on most. Otherwise, I would have taken him. I really like Grimes. And JT Thor, for me, one of my guys, just misses the cut. And, of course, Rocco withdrew from the draft, which we were disappointed in. He would have been number one here on my board to select, but he is out. Um, we are going to start by doing a virtual coin flip to see who gets to go first. Cody, I'll let you call it. Uh, call, tails. Call, call it in the air. Tails. This is a long coin flip. <laughs> tails, it is. All right, so Cody gets the first pick. This will be interesting to see what strategies involved. Does Cody wait, take wait, wait, one wait, of wait. my guys first? Go I, won, I won the flip. Are we doing a snake draft? Yeah, we're doing a snake Okay, right. then I choose to pick second. Sometimes. Oh, wow. It's a strategy right off the bat, passing it off to me. So <laughs> do I pick one of Cody's guys? There's a lot of strategy because, you know, certain positions, too, are a bit more scarce. But I'm not going to think too much about it. I'm going to go with my top guy out of this group. That's Miles McBride. I think he's a good cornerstone for my sleepers team. Can slot into either guard spot there. Yeah, I love the pick. That's who I would have gone with had I had the first pick. Uh, he ranks 32nd on ESPN's board, I believe. So he was just outside the top 30, which meant he was available in this exercise. Yep, much higher on my board. I think I've got him in the 20s. And yeah, a good cornerstone can play defense, can run some offense for this uh, hypothetical team for me. And that is the guy I wanted to start off with. Cody seeded the pick to me, but now he gets to go twice in a row. We'll see how that strategy works out for him here. Do you think, question about Miles McBride, do you think he uh-huh. can hit the jumper off the dribble um, like he did this last year at West Virginia at that rate? Yeah. yeah, I think that's like something that's underrated or not talked about with him. 
you know, I don't know if he's going to end up being a real on-ball guy, but he has a real mid-range pull-up jumper. It's like he's not going to be Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying that, but that ability to just spring up very quickly, he can almost like spring up backwards into like a mid-range fadeaway. Because he's so athletic, it's a real tool for him in the half court to get shots off. He's not a guy that really gets to the rim much at all. He lives on that mid-range pull-up and the three-point jump shot. But also, to me, the calling card as a prospect is the defense with that six foot nine wingspan. He's kind of your prototypical West Virginia point guard. He's going to get after uh, the opposing guards, too. So I, I love him there. All right. Well, for my pick, I'm going with a player that Sam and I really like. If you are on NBA Twitter, there's been a big discussion <laughs> about Hooper versus basketball <laughs> player. So you can put this guy in whatever category you want. But I'm going with Austin Reeves out of Oklahoma. Uh, Was he a Hooper or basketball I, player? I think people would say he's a Hooper. Yeah. I don't really care. All I know is he can put the ball in the hole. Basketball players tend to do that as well as Hoopers. And uh, I I love a big guard, big uh, lead ball handler. Um, he's just skilled. He's really good. He's got an edge to him, plays really hard, really passionate. I'm going with Austin Reeves here. Yeah, six foot six, can dribble, pass, and shoot. Those are the guys that are kind of running the NBA now, especially if you're looking for role players and to get a guy with those tools in terms of the size plus the skill in the second round. That's one of the guys that Cody and I have certainly talked about potentially targeting in the second round. So, Cody, I know we you don't know the rest of your team yet. Do you think he's going to be kind of your primary on-ball guy in this setup? I guess maybe we can see who you get first, but... Yeah, we'll see. I've actually been debating that in my head right now. I think he's going to be more primary. The other guy I really would like to have on the sleeper team for fun, but I don't know if I'll take him, is Jason Preston. Yep. Uh, I love Jason Preston, but even if we're taking out the top 30, I mean, if we took out the top 45, then I'd probably have Preston, but I think I can get better value still. Uh, but if I did draft Preston, then, you know, he would probably be the point guard, so to speak. And then Reeves would be the backcourt mate and they could share duties a la Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you're up again on the clock since we're going snake here. All right. Well, I it's kind of a tough call here. There are some players. Yeah, to, to be clear, those were the top two guys on my board here, and now I'm debating in my head also, so this is yeah. going to get interesting. There's some guys I really like, but I feel like I could draft a little bit later. Same. But <laughs> then at the same time, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead with a sleeper I really like. I could probably wait. I don't think you're going to take him, but I'm just going to do it now, and that is Kessler Edwards. Uh, part of it, honestly, is he plays in the WCC for Pepperdine. For our regular listeners, you know that Sam and I are from Spokane, Washington, where Gonzaga is, and we're pretty much diehard Zag fans. And so uh, watch Kessler Edwards at Pepperdine. Um, he is just going to be a 3 and D wing. Him and Trey Murphy are kind of in that same ilk where they got great size, great length. And uh, can really guard the perimeter well and then stretch the floor and spot up uh, offensively. 
I like the pick going a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball there to kind of complement Austin Reeves. I guess getting back to Reeves, though, what do you think about him as a defensive prospect? Because, you know, I'm more intrigued, obviously, with the offense in terms of, you know, just to be able to create a bit at six foot six. Do you think he can hold up defensively? Like, yeah, who, well, you and me have talked about this, how if you get into that six, five, six range, it's so much easier to hide you defensively. Yeah. Especially with and, toughness. And taller. Right? Yeah, yep. And with toughness, that competitive desire. And if you're not considered a top five pick, these guys have to bring it defensively. If they want to make a roster, they they have to bring the whole the whole package. So and Reeves, I mean, very, very high basketball IQ offensively and defensively. And he's a good enough athlete, uh, quickness on the floor laterally, that I think he'll he'll be just fine. He's not gonna be a stopper. For sure, but he'll he'll do just fine at that end. Be a great team defender, I'm sure. Yeah, one of the things I noticed, even more so than on ball, he's good playing passing lanes, right? Which is kind of uh, stems from his IQ. We always talk about if you're a high IQ player offensively, that travels. That means you're going to be a high IQ defensive player. Like you said, he's going to be picked in the second round, I believe. So he's going to need to bring it to earn that spot. Um, any other notes on Kessler Edwards? No, he's just a career 39% uh, three-point shooter. He's about 6'8", average 17 this last year, and he's not a guy that you're putting the ball in his hands offensively. He plays his role, and he plays it well, and that's what you're looking for when you're building out a roster. All right, well, coming up next, we're going to get to a couple more picks. But first, from our hosts, uh, Spotify Greenroom. This episode is, in fact, brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with guys like me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. So go download the free Greenroom app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join in on the discussion. Again, that's Green Room changing the way that we talk sports. All right, let's get right into this again, Sam. You are on the clock with the fourth pick. Who are you going to add to Miles McBride? Okay, so this is difficult. I'm going to go a bit strategic here because there are two defensive wings that I value almost equally here. You already picked one, so I'm going to go ahead and say that you're not going to pick more than one. I'm going to go a bit down my board here because I think the big man group is a bit scarce here. So this might be a bit of a reach just in terms of my personal board, but forming a team here, I think I want to get my hands on Jericho Sims. I love it. I actually brought him up briefly before we started this exercise. Um, I'm sure... Everyone saw the clip of him dunking in, in the open gym, hitting his head. And uh, with Greg Brown and Kai Jones getting most of the love, Jericho Sims has kind of flown under the radar until he hit, hit his head on the rim. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, like, throughout the year watching Texas, like, he was the most consistent, which, yeah, you can say, well, duh, he's the oldest of the group. And he doesn't have the upside of a Kai Jones but it wouldn't surprise me that much if he has a similar career. I mean, because when you think about Kai Jones, you're talking about a potential 
you know, borderline all-star, but then his floor is pretty low. So he's got that wide range of outcomes. Sims, to me, I think you know what he's going to be. He's going to be a backup center that's going to do his job well. Maybe there's a chance if he kind of hits that he can spot start for a team. Very athletic, plays hard, plays smart. And like Cody always says, he loves to play his role and he knows what that is. That's what I'm looking for out of my center spot here. And so that's why I'm going Jericho Sims. I really like it. So that's that's a great start there with McBride, and I'm sure there will be some lobs thrown. Yeah, and I forgot we're going snake, so I get to go again. And I'm going to roll the dice here on an upside play, kind of opposite of what I just did, where uh, I'm going to go BJ Boston here. Had a rough season at Kentucky. The film was not what we would have liked to see after I was very high on him coming out of high school. I think I had him top five coming into the year. He's dropped Maiko second round. He's outside of the top 30 on ESPN. But we've seen this time and again with Kentucky guys where they just look better in the NBA. Uh, you know, I'm not sky high on him. I think he's got a high ceiling, but could certainly fall out of the league, uh, obviously, if he's going to be a second round pick. But just in terms of the offensive upside as a kind of a, a, a scorer here next to McBride, I like that fit. I like it as well. All right, Cody, we'll pass it back to you. So who do you have on your team so far? So the recap so far, I got Austin Reeves in the backcourt and then Kessler Edwards on the perimeter as well. More of a 3 and D prospect, as we know. Next, I'm going to pair Reeves with his backcourt mate. You know, we've seen it in these playoffs. Sam and I have always, you know, hammered this point that your teams need multiple guys that can put the ball on the floor and create and, you know, generate offense. And I think I'm going to pair Reeves with Io, who is 34th on ESPN's board Uh, from raw number standpoint, 26 and five last year shot 39% from three uh, is a versatile defender, six, five athletic and uh, can put the ball on the on the deck and create for others a little bit. So uh, Reeves would still be my, my main ball handler, but with those two, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, I think it'd be good size defense playmaking. Yeah, interchangeable parts for sure. I like that, going after kind of the Suns prototype there, being able to share ball handler duties. In terms of Kessler Edwards, just in general, do you view him more as a three or a four, or does it not matter to you? And then in terms of the role he might play for your hypothetical team here. So it doesn't matter to me. I've been with Brad Stevens. Uh, I mean, it's been years since this quote now where he just said basketball is kind of positionless now. Uh, I just view it as uh, four out, one in, basically, is what everyone does. Uh, When I've coached in high school, it's always been the system we've used. Uh, Try and get your talented players out on the floor. Obviously, you have to have some size. You do. But you look at a team like the Suns this year where Jay Crowder is technically running the four with McCall at the three. Uh, Edwards, for me, would be the three or the four, however you want to label him. Uh, And you'll see who I pair with him. But Edwards has great size and strength. He has an awesome, awesome frame. So he totally could be a modern, you know, four uh, and he might be guarding Jason Tatum, you know, or 
whatever perimeter technically labeled a four is out there. So, yeah. And we often like to talk about, you know, certain prototypes, right? Where guys will go in the first round, but we'll look at a guy in the second round and say, can this guy fulfill a similar role, but you can get him much later in the draft. And maybe you're looking at a guy like Trey Murphy. You say he's a little bit older than Kessler Edwards. Uh, When you look a few years down the line, uh, if you're higher on Kessler Edwards, you might say to yourself, really, is there that much of a difference? Uh, I I really like Kessler Edwards defensively. In the scrimmages at the Combine, too, he was fantastic defensively. So whether or not the jump shot comes along and to what extent is the key for him. But let's move now to your second pick here. All right. I am going to go with Isaiah Livers here. Uh, I had the big injury, sat out for Michigan, but I have always been a major fan of Isaiah Livers. He's about 6'7", 6'8", 230 pounds, uh, and he can shoot the ball. He had tremendous percentages over his career at Michigan. Uh, On his career, he shot 41% from three and almost 86% from the line. Yeah, I think that's a really good pick, especially in this exercise where we're actually trying to draft teams. In terms of my personal board, he'd be a little bit lower, mostly just because of the age and the injury history. But Cody, the the thing I'm running into here, and I'm sure you're seeing it the same way, is uh, how are are we getting enough shooting on the court for these teams that we're putting together, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm... You're doing fine. Like, I'm doing fine. <laughs> yeah. But as I'm looking down a list of like the next guys on my board, that's kind of the main worry. And that, I mean, when you look at putting together a team like roster construction in the NBA, you need shooting and you need versatile defense to some extent to put around kind of your stars. Obviously, there aren't real stars here, but for the sake of this exercise, for you, Reeves, for me, McBride. So I have to figure out a way to put those two things around them. And they're, I mean, every year we talk about this shooting is the swing skill in the draft. If guys shoot, they're probably going to make it. And especially in the second round, it's just even more of a question mark with a lot of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you recap who you have on your roster right now before your next selection? Yeah, so I got the two guard spots in McBride in Boston, where that's a good mix of youth and experience and offense and defense. And then I got Jericho Sims as my five. So I'm just looking for wings now, mostly to put around those guys, which is perfect for me because there's still quite a few on the board that I like. So I'm going to start with Aaron Henry out of Michigan State. Cody, I was debating between Herb Jones and Aaron Henry. I think I slightly prefer if I'm an NBA team, Herb Jones, but it comes back to I need a little bit more spacing. And so I just trust Henry to shoot it a bit better. Yeah, those are the two that I thought you might come down to. And uh, yeah, Henry shoots the ball a little bit better at this point. Uh, I think we would both agree that if Herbert Jones can knock down 35, 36% of spot up three pointers in the NBA, uh, we'd probably prefer him. He's a lot longer, a little bit more versatile defensively. Yeah, he is so active defensively. Like if I were to have to pick a guy outside of the top 20, who I thought could potentially make an all-defensive team, to me it's Herb Jones probably pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. He is tremendous on that end, and active is the right word. Active feet and active hands constantly. Okay, so for my next pick, 
Um, well, I'm just going to go ahead and take him. <laughs> Going Herb Jones there. We've talked enough about him. He's still on the board. I hope he can shoot it well enough for my team. But, you know, I hope. Uh, I mean, I've got Mick Bright who can shoot it. Aaron Henry shoots a good percentage, especially just out of spot up. And then BJ Boston, I'm hoping at least projecting down the line two or three years that that develops. And then I've got Sims as kind of the gravity threat rolling to the rim. So, I mean, I, my team would be pretty fantastic defensively, and I hope we can be good enough defensively. So just to recap, I got McBride, BJ Boston, Aaron Henry, Herb Jones, and Jericho Sims. I love it. And I'm going to make my final selection after this quick break. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you've listened to our show, you will know that I personally am just not a big protein bar guy. I just generally don't love the taste, but it's different with Built Bar. They've got nine delicious flavors, including cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, and more. They're 100% covered in chocolate, so of course they taste fantastic. On top of that, they are for health-conscious guys like Cody and I, and like I'm sure many of our listeners are certainly conscious of their health. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories. And yeah, just that combination of taste and health I love. Because you're listening to our show, you get a special offer. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. And why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto saves you tons of time. It saves you a bunch of money. Uh, the prices are always reliably low, and it's a family business, and it's been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. I am what I call a YouTube mechanic. If I can do it myself, I YouTube it and do it myself, and I go onto Rock Auto, find the part way cheaper than I could find any other store, get it shipped quick, and then do the job myself. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on. That's locked space on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, Sam. So to round up, this exercise with the 10th overall pick i need a center uh as it stands i have austin reeves and io Dasunmu splitting on ball duties in the backcourt and then on the wings i got kesler edwards and isaiah livers providing some defense and some shooting and i'm going to round it out with the big fella in the center i'm going with charles bassey here you are a Cha Charles Bassey guy. You've talked about him to me a number of times. Uh, why do you prefer him to kind of this other glut of bigs? There's a lot of kind of these centers hanging out in the second round that could be picked there. What separates Charles Bassey in your mind? 
Uh, I've always really liked Charles Bassey. He's very nimble for his size. He moves really well. He's a great lob threat. He's actually a pretty quick leaper, not Isaiah Jackson level, but he can get up off the ground in a hurry. And he's been tremendous rebounder and tremendous rim protector. His block rate this last year was 11.5, which was one of the tops in the nation. And I believe he averaged, if you're into the counting stats, he averaged over three blocks this last year to go along with 17 and 11. So I really like him defensively and offensively. I think he's going to swallow up the middle of the floor. He'll be able to catch lobs. He did stretch out a little bit uh, more so this year than ever uh, shooting over two threes a game. He only hit 30%, but I'm thinking that jump shot can come around. He's a career 77% free throw shooter. So I really like Bassey. I think he's another guy that can star on his role and do what he does and uh, round out the middle for me. All right. So let's just name maybe two or three guys that were kind of next up on our boards that we might've considered here. And then we'll just finish with a few thoughts on how our teams uh, might compare if they were to play each other. So, Cody, give me maybe just two or three guys that you might have considered throughout this exercise and might be kind of next best on your board. Uh, I don't know if they're all next best per se, but I love Jason Preston. And another guy that's really low on my board, who, but I just love, is Marcus Zagorowski. Uh-huh. I think – he could be that random undrafted small college guard that makes it in the NBA just from sheer competitiveness, uh, defense. He can shoot the ball. Uh, he's just one of those guys that has the toughness and the factor that you just don't want to count out. And then uh, Joel Ayayi is awesome. He's a great role player, great glue guy, does all the little things on the floor to help your team win. And then another guy who I know you love and you've almost helped his stock rise a little bit. And that's Aaron Wiggins out of Maryland. Yeah, he was the guy I was debating between Herb Jones and Aaron Wiggins. Um, but, at, you know, I felt like I just needed a little bit more size next to Sims. Uh, I do prefer Aaron Wiggins offensive game. I think he's got more skill than he's shown and he can shoot it better. Um, but I just felt like I had kind of my two guards and my smaller ish wing and Henry. So I wanted the size of Jones to kind of compliment and round out that lineup next to Jericho Sims in the middle. Um, in terms of other bigs, the next guy that I was looking at would be Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I love his all around game. You know, if I had to pick one guy remaining from this list that I would be the most sure would make it in the NBA, it would probably be him at least to hang around. But the issue is, the way that we kind of constructed our teams is the guards and then the wings and then the big in the middle. Uh, to me, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is probably just too small to be exclusively a center. He's almost like a throwback power forward to a certain extent. And so that just made the roster construction for me a little bit more difficult. Um, and then the last guy that I considered would be Josh Christopher, who would have taking the role of BJ Boston, both in terms of kind of the younger guy with upside. I just lean going with BJ Boston because I preferred him as a high school guy. So I kind of, um, I kind of fall back on that tape since I was underwhelmed with both of them in college. Yeah, that makes sense. And I certainly think that BJ Boston has a little bit more upside, just in my opinion. I think he, he did flash more of that, you know, shot making potential, 
at the next level. And as we've stated on this podcast before, we're pretty concerned with Josh Christopher's mechanics on his jump shot. Yeah. And then also BJ Boston's what two inches taller. We do we do value the positional size, and so that was kind of another one of the tiebreakers. But just in terms of our teams here, Cody, uh, where do you think kind of your team might have uh, an advantage, or what I guess do you like the most about how your team filled out? Uh, so I do think my team has a little bit more creation. Unless mm-hmm. Boston really turns it around. Um, but Reeves and DeSumo are older players. I definitely drafted a lot more older guys with Edwards and Livers and Bassey as well. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, you know, obviously you got some college veterans on there as well with Henry and Jones. But, uh, yeah, I really like the playmaking of the two guys in my backcourt to go with uh, Kessler and Isaiah, who are both tremendous team players and tremendous defenders and three-point shooters. Yeah, I like your backcourt, but I think if like the most fun would be a Reeves and McBride backcourt, I think that would be a ton of fun to watch if you could have potentially somehow paired those guys. Those were the top two guys for both of us, so it wasn't going to happen, but uh, that would be a super fun combination. Yeah, no, I was thinking that. I figured you'd go McBride for sure, but if for some reason you didn't, I was going to go Reeves and McBride, and that would be a stellar backcourt on both ends of the floor. Yeah, so I I think your team has a little bit better creation, especially if Boston doesn't hit his ceiling. And then the shooting probably as well with Reeves, Desunmu, and Livers. Livers is clearly the best shooter out of these guys. Um I like my team's defense, though. I mean, this team can switch and lock down with McBride, Henry, and Jones. B.J. Boston has a ways to come, but he does have the size and physical tools. If he buys in, I think he can be fine there defensively. But this is a team that can switch one through four and then has a center with size and some rim protection as well. So I, I love this team defensively. I feel like just in general, I tend to value defense a little bit more than some people, and that kind of showed itself here. Yeah, and Jericho Sims can slide his feet pretty well, too. I mean, obviously, he's a vertical athlete, but he's not bad uh, moving his puppies on the perimeter either. Yeah, well, this has been super fun doing our annual sleeper draft. Cody, any parting thoughts before we wrap up here? I don't think so. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Draft Dummies. Uh, Give us a review on Apple iTunes and listen to Richard and Raphael if you don't already. They are the other hosts doing the different days on the NBA Locked On or the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. And because you've listened to our show, let us know which of Cody or my team you prefer Let's say they're going to play like three years from now down the line. Which of these two teams would you prefer? I think it's kind of a fun thought exercise. But again, follow us at Draft Dummies. I'm posting a lot of content right now, and we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts chat board and the Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you.
That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y.